I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Thanks for being here. This is a special live version of the Dr. Joe show here at the Live Lounge, so I'm really glad you're here. Okay, so, uh, more talk, you want to do questions? Hey, want to do it? Questions? Lewis, what's the first question? Go ahead. Okay, first we got a question from Maria. Where is she at? Maria DeCruz? There you go. There you are. What's Maria? All right. Um, I get um, vertigo uh-huh. often at least about two to three times a month. How okay. do I control that? Okay. When it comes to vertigo, it's usually two parts of the body we have to look at. We have to look at the inner ear. Because there's the, the semicircular canals in there, and that has it basically like a level. If you ever did con- construction work, it has a level in there. There's a little bubble in there, and that kind of tells you when you're right. Okay, and there's little hairs in there called villi, and when, it, when it's off-center, if, it, if, if the bubble kind of gets stuck somewhere, you might not know where up or down is. The other thing we have to look at is the cerebellum, this part of the brain. Okay, so you got the cerebrum and the cerebellum. Those are the two areas. Whenever I have somebody with, with uh, dizziness, that's the first thing I look at. So you want me to check you? You mind coming up on being on camera? Come on up. Okay, there we go. All right. <clears throat> okay. So we're going to do a test called a Romberg's test. So I know a lot of people are listening on the radio. So what I'm doing here is I'm going to have Maria stand in front of me. I'm going to have you close your eyes now, okay? And I'm, I, got, I got you here. I just want to see if you sway to one side or the other. Okay, let's see. Now she's rocking back and forth right now. Okay, you feel yourself rocking back and forth? Okay, open your eyes. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to stimulate your cerebellum. <laughs> Thank God we're on radio. Oh, her husband's here. I know he's bigger than me. So, <laughs> so what we're going to do is I'm going to have you take your right arm, and I want you to swing it 20 times forward. She's doing it. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> keep going. Keep going. No, this is real now. So what I'm doing is I'm sending a bunch of neurological input up into one side of her brain. Because one side of the brain is not getting the proper uh, neurological input, and that's why we start to feel dizzy. The brain has to have balance all the time. Okay, now 20 times the other way. So as you swing your arm 20 times, it doesn't have to be 20 times. I'm just trying to get a lot of neurological input up into that area. And we'll see if this is the problem. If this is the problem, and she feels better after this, we'll know it's a cerebellum. If this doesn't fix it, then it's probably the inner ear. Isn't that a weird little test? Okay, you could stop. Okay, I'm standing right here. Okay, close your eyes again. Okay. Stopped swaying, didn't you? Freaky, isn't it? Okay. You can sit down. (laughs) Wasn't that weird? (laughs) So it wasn't magic. It was got to figure out cerebellum or inner ear. It's very simple. And that's a very simple test. It's called a Romberg's test. And from the Romberg test, we then apply the knowledge. If she just started swaying and we didn't do anything about it, well, we diagnosed it, but we didn't treat it. That's treating the cause not just the symptoms. Now, is that going to solve the problem? I don't know. Probably not. It may need a little bit more than that. But now at least we know what direction to go in. We can kind of isolate what part of the body it's coming from. Pretty cool, right? So that's what we try to do in our office. We always try to get to the cause of the problem. You heard me talk about the stomach and the spine. Any bone in the body can come out of place. But we also do a lot of neurological work as well. 
We want to get the ner- nervous system working the best it possibly can. Lewis, any other questions? Yes, we've got Linda E. had a question for Where's us. Linda Where is e? Linda? As opposed to Sheila E. Cruising over to Linda. Drummer for Prince, right? Yes. I hear you talk a lot about moving the stomach. Uh-huh. And it just sounds like it really hurts. It does. So, <laughs> like, can you just share how that procedure goes. Yeah, you had to read your own question? Is that what it was? Well, I was. I was. Yeah. Crib notes. Yeah. So what happens is we lay the patient on their back, okay? And we take our hands, we go right below the ribs, and we push in maybe as much pressure as you'd put to make a dent in Play-Doh. Okay? Something like that. And we can pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm. And we do it as you inhale and exhale and inhale and exhale. We gently just pull the stomach down. Doesn't hurt. We do it all the time. Very common in babies. Because we said older people, we talked about if we could turn back time, we're talking about that today, but what about babies? They don't have strong muscles either. And that's why a lot of babies get reflux. They throw up a lot. And so what they're doing now, which that you can give the baby medication, but I'd rather not give babies medication if I can get to the cause. And so we can gently pull the stomach away from the diaphragm for the baby. It's amazing when you do this for kids. Because when kids have this and you do it, uh, they'll fall asleep while you're doing it. I mean, it's really cool. Like the mother will be holding you know, it'll just Z out on you. And it's really great. It's really exciting. So that's how the technique is done. We just gently massage it down away from the diaphragm. It doesn't usually go away in one shot. It usually takes several attempts. I was out to dinner the other night with a friend of mine, Scott, and he's been coughing. I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. And <clears throat> constantly coughing. And I said, what have you done? He said, I did an endoscope. I've done this. I've done this. I said, let me check your stomach. Check the stomach. Sure enough, his stomach was way up against his diaphragm. So I pulled his stomach down and for three hours, he didn't cough. I didn't say anything. And then right around, we went out for dinner and then he started coughing again. I said, you see what happened? He said, Joey, you're right. He calls me Joey. So, <laughs> um, and so we figured that's probably the cause. And so I said, you need to come see us. We'll get it fixed. And he will. But if I could never adjust another bone in my life, if I could just do stomachs, I can build many successful practices on nothing but stomachs. We had a patient coming the other day from Romania. Okay, we have to sign documents for people because the show goes all over the world. So we have people, we have to sign documents. Yes, they will be a patient. This is what they're doing. This is what we're going to charge them. I mean, the government wants everything. And the patients will fly in and they'll stay with us for a few weeks while we work on the spine and the digestive system. So it's just, it's incredible. Lewis, other questions? Dr. Joe, Allison has a question about pinched nerves. Where's Allison? Allison? There you go. Uh, No taker. Yes. (laughs) I know somebody that has issues when they turn their head and they describe it as electrical Mm -hmm. impulses and even going up into the face Mm -hmm. and dizziness. Uh And it's just sporadic. It's not all the time. Right. And they had an MRI to check it. Mm Mm-hmm. But I thought you needed an x-ray to check for a pinched right. nerve, which I think it is. Yeah. Well, on an MRI, you'll see the nervous system, but it won't show if it's really pinched. On an x-ray, you'll see the bones. And I like to look at the bones when it comes to this more so than an MRI. Now, an MRI is great. If you have a ruptured disc, you have a tumor, you have cancer, absolutely. We send out people for MRIs multiple times, sometimes a day. So I'm a big fan of MRIs. But with an x-ray, you can see the structure. That's what we said, structure affects function. So many times we look at the bone and if the bone is out of place, we can then extrapolate that it's pinching a nerve. And one time I was in court testifying for a patient in a car accident and the other attorney thought he was going to be smart. (laughs) And he said, well, doctor, Dr. Esposito. He says, can I call you doctor? I said, he goes, Mr. Esposito. (laughs) Juvenile. And, uh, (laughs) And he says, um, you can't see pinched nerves. That's correct. He says, so well, I could look at an x-ray. I can't see the pinched nerve. I said, you're correct. I said, now, 
if it's windy outside, I can't see the wind, can I? No, but I can see the effect of the wind, right? And he stopped. I won. So, <laughs> so we can look at the bones if they're not structured properly. Then we compare it to our clinical findings. You know, is there pain there? Is, is there pinched nerves? And then when we put the bones back in place, many times that unpinches the nerve and allows the body to function normally. So when there are pinched nerves, again, chiropractic by far, most, most effective, least expensive treatment for, for pain is chiropractic care. Not everything, but generally speaking. So that sounds like a classic pinched nerve. And years ago, again, I've been in practice a long time, we never got referrals from the medical profession. We were the quacks and the voodoo doctors and, and you know, we, we didn't go to school. And now I get invited out to lunches and dinners about, Garrett, four or five times a week now maybe or more by medical professionals who want to work with us, who want to know what we know. So the tide is totally flipped. I had a doctor from Emory one day come by my office and he followed me around for about a half hour and he, at the end, we sat that we stopped and we, we sat for, talked for a second. He says, holy blank, this is exactly what I want to do. This guy's an internist, been in practice for like 20 years. I want to be your associate. And I said, well, I don't really have a place for you. <laughs> Thank you. But he says, this explains everything. Because I, again, I can't do surgery. I can't prescribe drugs. That's fine. That's their job. But they never heard our side. And now they have. I had a dentist any other day. And he was crying. He was laughing so hard. He was so excited. He goes, that explains everything with acid reflux and acid eating away at people's teeth and they can't sleep and sleep apnea. He goes, this explains it. No one has ever been able to explain it like you did before. So that sounds like a classic pinch nerve. And so just bring him to us or somebody and get it fixed. It's real simple. Lewis, any other questions? Okay, now we had an anonymous question about Ooh. Lazy Man's Guide. Where are you, sir? Lazy Man's someone Guide to Lose Weight? a question weight? about a Lazy Man's Guide to something. There you Over go. Here. It's just about the what's the lazy man's guide to losing weight? Eat less. Yeah. <laughs> now, the secret is like we talked about, you got to get more nutrients into the body. And when you get the nutrients into the body, and here's the thing, Sierra said this to me on the air one day, my, one of my producers, and it was great. She said, it's okay to be hungry. What a simple statement. It's okay to be hungry. It's not the end of the world if you're hungry. And what I do a lot of times, I think we'll cover this in another question. I'm sure somebody's going to ask it because everybody always asks it, is skipping meals. And I'll talk about how to do that. But if you get high quality, low quantity foods, you're going to eat a lot less food. You're going to save a ton of money. One of the things I hear every day from patients is, it's the end of the week and I have money left over. Where'd it come from? <laughs> you're printing it? You know, so I said, no, the reason you're feeling so good is because you're eating better and you're saving a bunch of money. So, any other questions? All right, let's do one more from Carolyn. Where's Carolyn? Is intermittent fasting a healthy life choice? Intermittent fasting. There we go. That's what I was going to talk about. Perfect. Intermittent fasting is unbelievable. I want you to all consider this. And all intermittent fasting is, is skip a meal. So, what happens is when I eat a meal, for eight hours, I'm digesting that meal. The meal we just served you guys, eight hours from now, you would have digested it. What happens then? The body starts burning fat which is great. But what if you eat every eight hours? Which is what most people do, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? So you never go into that point where your body starts burning fat. So the quickest, easiest way to become a fat-burning machine is skip a meal. And the longer you go, to a point, of course, the better off you're going to be. And we're finding out intermittent fasting is not only great for weight loss, it's helping people with seizures, it's helping with diabetes, heart disease. So what I want you, what I do is this. If I don't have plans at night, I go to work, I have my lunch, 
I go, I come home at the end of work. If I don't have plans, I'm going out to dinner or an event or something like that. I just skip dinner. Now I'm laying in bed going, I'm hungry. I sure would like to eat right now. But what Sierra taught me was it's okay to be hungry. It's not bad to be hungry. It's just uncomfortable. So you go to bed, fall asleep, wake up the next morning. What did I just do? I gave myself a chance to go into that fat burning mode. And if you can do it two days a week, three days. Now, some people like to skip breakfast. I like to eat breakfast. I, I take my super greens and essential source for breakfast and that gets my day going and my other supplements. But if you can do that and just decide when can you do it, like Sunday nights when I do a show, all right, I'll usually eat around three, four o'clock. I'll get ready for the show. I'll come down. I'll do the show. I go home. Why am I going to eat? It's already nine o'clock, 9.30 by the time I get home. Why am I going to eat? I'll just skip dinner that night. So one day a week is already planned for me. I always skip dinner. I always have intermittent fast on Sunday nights and then try to do one or two other days a week. And boy, you want to lose weight and feel good and have energy? That's the lazy man's way to do it. It really is. It works great. And here's the thing too. If you're digesting your food properly, you don't need as much food, like we said, so you're not going to get as hungry. You'll be uncomfortable, but you're not going to be ravenous. Because I don't know if you're like me, but if I have a piece of bread, What's the next thing I want? More bread. Of course, more bread, right? Okay. But if I don't eat bread, I don't want bread. But when I have bread, I want more bread. And so, because bread is a sugar and it stimulates the sugar gets into the body, it stimulates the nucleus acumens, the part of the brain that releases dopamine. And you get high from it. I'm getting pleasure out of this. Man, that bread made me feel so good. I want more. And so, you got to stop it. And here's my trick get the bad food out of the house. Everybody's nodding their head, okay? You can't see this on radio, but everybody's nodding their head. <laughs> because if it's in the house, what are you going to do? You're going to eat it. I'm going to eat it. We're all going to eat it. So if you get the bad food out of the house, you're not, you'll be tempted, but you're I'm too lazy. Lazy man's way to lose weight. You're not going to go out and get food. I'm too lazy, so I'm going to lose weight. <laughs> but if you, you load your, your, your refrigerator up with fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, you're going to be in good shape. I have a lot of frozen vegetables at my house. When they go on sale, organic frozen vegetables, usually two for one, I'll stock up my freezer. And so I'll come home and go, oh, I'm starving. What do I want to eat? I don't know. I got some broccoli in here. I got some, I'll cook up some broccoli. I'll add a little olive oil to it, salt and pepper and garlic. And is it boring? Uh, yeah. Okay. But it works. And you eat and then you're fine. Because again, it's super high concentration of nutrients. Okay. We talked a little bit about sugar before. I want to talk about different types of sugar. Glucose, we said, is converted and is used as fuel right away. If you put fructose in your body, like high fructose corn syrup, wasn't around. We were kids. Where do you find it now? Everywhere. <laughs> it's cheap and it's sweeter than regular sugar. But here's the thing. When you put fructose into your body, the fructose has to be converted into glucose. And if you do more than about 20 grams of fructose a day, which is not a lot, that's like two, three pieces of fruit, the body produces a waste product called uric acid. Uric acid gets in your joints and it hurts. Now, as a chiropractor and a pain management specialist, if you come see my doctors, you're going to get, I believe, some of the best chiropractic care in the world. I've trained my doctors. They're handpicked by me. They're trained by me. And they're my personal doctors. So I don't trust them taking care of me. I don't trust them taking care of you. So. I'm going to get an amazing adjustment and I'm going to feel great. But then I eat fructose. Fructose converts into uric acid. Uric acid gets in my joints and it hurts. But that's not the worst part. Uric acid slows down the production of nitric oxide. Remember nitric oxide opens up the blood vessels, increases circulation to your brain, your reproductive organs, everything. Okay, you need that blood flow. And so 
Now I'm going to get tired because I'm not getting nitric oxide production. My brain isn't going to work as well. My reproductive organs is going to work as well. My digestive system. So if you're eating high fructose corn syrup on multiple levels, you're causing so much damage. And then fructose and sugars, if you eat too much of them, can bind to proteins and create advanced glycated end products. Look at the first letters of each one. Advanced glycated end products, A-G-E. It ages you. It really does. I mean, that's what it's called, but it's AGEs. And when AGEs get into the body, they can attack the connective tissue and lead to things like wrinkles. <gasps> that's enough to get everybody off sugar, right? Nope. No more sugar. Give me wrinkles. I won't eat it. I'll starve. But the advanced glycated end products really get into connective tissue, not just the stuff you see, the connective tissue inside your body as well. So you're speeding up the aging process dramatically if you're doing sugar. Now, there are certain supplements that work real well, uh, high, high antioxidant nutrients. We put them in super greens and essential source fruits and vegetables. But there's one in particular uh, called resveratrol. Resveratrol is excellent because it can actually, well, let me back up a little bit. On your, in your cells, you have something called telomeres. They're in your genes, not your blue genes, but your cell genes. And a telomere is a little tail. And when you're young, it's very long and very active. And as you get older, the telomere gets shorter and shorter. And when it gets to a certain point, you die. So we can actually measure your biological age by checking your telomeres. And resveratrol has been shown to actually slow down the damage and in some cases reverse it a little bit. So there really is the fountain of youth. It's called resveratrol. And one of the places you're going to get resveratrol is red grapes. But you don't think of red grapes. You think of red wine collectively. So... <laughs> Losers. So, <laughs> red wine. And people say red wine is good for you, right? It's good for your heart. You've heard that. Red wine's good for your heart. Why isn't white wine good for your heart? Why is it just red wine? Because of resveratrol, right? <laughs> Why isn't like vodka good for your heart? Booze. <laughs> Made with potatoes. It must be good. But it's not the wine that's good for you. It's the red. It's the antioxidants, paranthocyanidines that are found in the red wine. So it's not the wine. It's the grapes. And it's found in the grape, usually in the grape uh, skin, which even more of it. But here's the thing. If you eat non-organic, drink non-organic wine, that grapes have been sprayed with a fungicide to prevent fungus from growing. Well, if the grapes, the reason they produce resveratrol is because they are uh, fighting off fungus. It's a, it's a protective, it's an antioxidant against fungus. So if you're using grapes that have been sprayed with fungicide, they, they weren't exposed to fungus, they're not producing resveratrol. They don't need to. So if you're going to drink wine, it has to be organic because that has a higher level of resveratrol. And in order to get a medicinal dose, depending on a study you read, anywhere between two bottles and a case of wine a day. <laughs> this is not permission, okay? <laughs> so if you're going to drink wine, it has to be red. It has to be organic. It has to be excessive, okay? <laughs> or... Here's a novel idea. Eat grapes. <gasps> Boring. I know. Look at she, You could see her face. It just sunk. Like, <laughs> why would I want to eat grapes when I could drink wine? <laughs> you know what? How many grapes? A couple of handfuls. You know, but again, if you're eating a good diet, you're going to get plenty of antioxidants for resveratrol anyway. So that's the cool part about it. So if you're going to eat, don't, don't, not the wine, the grapes. And alcohol lowers your testosterone levels. Remember testosterone? So you think you're going to get drunk and you're going to be all hot and 
bothered. Well, no, doesn't work that way because the alcohol lowers your testosterone level. So you think you're sexy. <laughs> and you think you can dance. <laughs> yeah. So that's the other thing. To, to, to turn back time, alcohol also dehydrates you. You ever notice that, right? You drink one beer, you pee out three. <laughs> Where does other two beers come from? <laughs> your body gives up its own fluid to flush the alcohol out of the system because alcohol destroys your brain, right? How many people knew that? How many people forgot that? Alcohol destroys your brain cells. Your brain controls what? Everything. So if you're destroying brain cells, and let's assume it's the part of your brain that controls your, I don't know, your pancreas. Well, the pancreas may not be working at 100%. Or your spleen or your kidneys or your ovaries, your gallbladder. So alcohol destroys brain cells. It lowers your testosterone level. It makes Jack stupid. Can't dance, by the way. And so it does a lot of damage and it dehydrates you. So here's my rule. I'm also a realist. I understand you're not going to do everything I say. If you're going to drink, for every one drink, three glasses of water. Two things happen. Number one, you pee a lot. You're in the bathroom all night. Can't drink as much. And number two, you're rehydrating your body because alcohol shuts down something called vasopressin, which is a chemical released in your brain. And vasopressin prevents you from peeing. If you didn't have vasopressin, we'd all be peeing ourselves all day, every day. Vasopressin stops that. Alcohol shuts down the production of vasopressin so that you pee more to drain the alcohol out of the system. Body's smart. Okay? You think you're smarter than your body. You ain't. So you got, you, you got to re rehydrate the body. And I shouldn't tell you this, but the other people I can. People take super greens and essential source before they go drinking and then after they go drinking. Why? Because you're depleting your body of B vitamins and nutrients. And so the super greens and the essential source help can revitalize the body. You didn't hear that. Okay. Because I <laughs> should be doing it. Oh, I'm going to take four doses then. Heck, I'll have twice as much wine then. <laughs> so alcohol really speeds up the aging process. You know, it causes fatty liver. It does all sorts of damage along the way too. Uh, foods, foods that we can eat that'll help slow down the aging process. Berries are awesome. Any type of berries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries. Try to do organic if you can. And the reason is berries have those little bumps in them. If we spray them with chemicals, it kind of sits in the bump. If you're going to wash your fruits and vegetables, by the way, you should, the best thing to wash them with, baking soda. And you can buy these big containers of baking soda at these big box stores for a dollar probably, right? And so what I do is I'll get my water. I have a whole house water filter in my house. I filter every drop of water. And so I, I take my, even if it's organic, I dump in some baking soda, swish it around, then rinse the baking soda off. And that's the most effective thing you can do to wash the chemicals off your fruits and vegetables. So berries rock. Little trick again, buy them frozen. When they're on sale, stock up. A lot of people take the berries, mix it with the soup, Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source. They mix it up together as a smoothie every day. It gives it an extra boost, which is awesome. How about this as a health food? Chocolate. Yay. Chocolate can be okay. I'm going to give you my blessing on chocolate, but here's how you got to do it. Small amounts of raw organic chocolate. When I say small amounts, yes, question. If you the dark, the higher percentage, the better it's going to be. Groupies. Okay. So. <laughs> Security, watch her. Okay. No. <laughs> the size of the top of your thumb joint, like your thumbnail, that's a little bit of chocolate. Oh. Organic dark chocolate. Now, organic dark chocolate is also high in something called phenylethylamines. Phenylethylamines are a chemical that's released in your brain 
when you're in love. This is why we're depressed. When you're miserable, what do you want to eat? Chocolate. This is why men give women chocolate on Valentine's Day. We know we screwed up. <laughs> we don't know why or how, but we know we did. So for one day, eat this. You'll like me. <laughs> but it does. And some studies say it, it, it has an effect. Some studies say it don't. But it does make you feel good. Absolutely. So small amounts of raw organic dark chocolate. Okay. So we're almost out of time. And again, we have to wrap this up, but I'll stay and answer any questions you want. If you guys have any questions and we didn't get to it today, you can always go to my website, drjoe.com. We have over a thousand hours of podcast there, audio and video. I'm sure this will be there too. The show tonight will be there. And uh, you can watch it there. Um, all the supplements we talked about, Super Greens, Essential Source, Nitric Oxide, Digestive Enzymes, a bunch of others there on the website as well. If you want to make an appointment to come see us, we would love to have you as a patient. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We're probably going to open up in Decatur and West Cobb pretty soon. Yeah. Um, you can do it online or you can just uh, give us a call if you want to. We can set it up. We work with most insurance companies. We try to match your benefits. And again, if you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged. So if you have any ever, ever in your life, 20, 30, 50 years ago, you need to come see us because we want to get the nervous system working, the digestive system working, and your diet right. And if we can get those three things, now you have a healthcare plan. So I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, folks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app.